You're with SBS Radio. I'm Patron Tungandami on NITV Radio and my guest is Deadly Hair Dude founder Gary Strachan. Welcome to NITV Radio, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Now, you've created the Deadly Hair Dude, an initiative that's developed into something that's more than uh, just uh, hairdressing. It's turned into a course in partnership with uh, Charles Darwin University, providing um, training into hairdressing into remote communities in uh, the Northern yeah. Territory. So what's happened is that uh, there was a lot of communities out in the Northern Territory that just didn't have any hairdressers in them at all. So what I realised is that we could bring hairdressing training to the communities rather than having to leave their homes, their family, their country, and uh, come into Darwin or Alice Springs. So I designed a program, and now I've linked up with CDU, the Charles Darwin University, and we had the support of the Australian Hairdressing Council to bring hairdressing training out to remote communities so that people in remote communities had access to services that all of us take for granted in the city. You're not a hairdresser by a trade originally? No, I am. I've been a hairdresser for 41 years. Okay. But I went back, uh, when I was 36, I went back and studied law. And so I did that with CDU as well. And then I, I went to work for Legal Aid. And in that time, I noticed a lot of the young people were going into prison or into Dondale Youth Detention Centre and they had little opportunity when they come out they didn't have much opportunity to to break the cycle of criminality and so what I decided to do was uh, forget about law and go into this training program where I join hairdressing and law together and give opportunities to people when they come out of detention centres or prisons. Uh, give them training while they're inside, and then when they come out, provide them job opportunities in their community. And now they're able to take those skills back into their communities. Uh, there are different levels of uh, traineeships and uh, actual uh-huh. accreditation involved. Uh, run us through the different stages of uh, training. And, uh, yes, yeah, so what happens is traditionally there was a Cert 2 and a Cert 3 in hairdressing. So a Cert 2 was sweeping the floor, answering the phone, tool maintenance, drying hair, uh, you know, washing hair, washing colours. So no actual cutting, colouring or foiling. And that was for 12 months. And the Cert 3 was up to four years where you did everything in hairdressing. So what I've been campaigning for and I've got support now for is a remote Indigenous certificate. So it's in between the Cert 2 and the Cert 3. It has some basic business uh, skills, money handling, that type of thing. But it, it, it actually does hairdressing, cutting, colouring, foiling, all the important things that people would ask for when, they, when they're out in the community to service the grooming needs of that community. So CDU and I have joined together to take training to every part of remote Australia. Wow, that's excellent. You mentioned it. People have to travel long distances. And it's, ex- it's long distances. Uh, so, yeah, I've got lots of plans. Uh, you know, I've got to go along and try and get a pilot's license so that because some of the places we go are 2,000 kilometres away, you know, that's quite a, a long journey. So, I'm hoping that in time to come, I'll have a pilot's license and I'll fly there, cut back on the time. And 
I have to say to you, the difference between our program and others is that we engage the students from day one. So we've got six months of, of barbering, and so what happens is day one they do their first haircut. They, they're shaving, they're blending, they're, they're, they're fading, they're doing everything that you can think of uh, with assistance, obviously, standing there watching them from day one. And for ladies, it's 12 months, and it includes colouring and foiling and cutting and everything that, you know, styling, everything that you could possibly think the average person would want out in a community. We are based on the East Coast uh, where major Australians are, ba- you know, the, where we have the, the biggest demographic concentrations in the biggest cities, but people would have no idea of having to travel a thousand kilometers <laughs> just to get a haircut. And you say you need a pilot <laughs> license to run your courses. <laughs> and of course, when I'm driving out to communities, uh, some of the crossings that I go over, like Cahill's Crossing is pretty famous. Uh, it's a tidal crossing and there's hundreds of crocodiles there and you're driving across the crossing and the water's running and there's crocodiles everywhere and you know there was even a crocodile in the middle of the road and that was me going to work you know so (laughs) So people on the east coast would have no idea about you know the remote distance and the and the type of terrain that i cover just to go to work yeah just dodging crocodiles to give a haircut or to get a haircut (laughs) <laughs> it's an adventure, that's for sure. Yeah, you yeah, know, this is definitely a story for SBS and our listeners because we wouldn't <laughs> have a clue of uh, what's happening out there. And yeah. uh, you, you mentioned that in your court appearances, because something that's very important people don't actually realize is the first impression is very important, even in a court case where, well, judges will say we judge everything on the merit, but the first appearance, when you go to yes. court, you, you wear a suit or something like that because you want to give a yeah. good impression. Yeah, so what happens is everyone has a preconceived idea about someone just by looking at them. And I know that the courts and the judges all try to to be impartial, but uh, first impressions are really vital when you go into a courthouse. And it also shows whether or not you're really serious about the offending and, and whether you're really remorseful. So it's really important that they give a good first impression, that they're taking the matter very seriously that they've got cleaned up, they've had their hair done, they're, you know, they're, they're looking their best uh, to show that they're, they really do want to change whatever behaviour they've, they've been uh, put in court for. Yeah. And now, just to give us a perspective, can you give us some numbers of how the course is evolving? How many alumni have you got? And, so at the moment, we've been to 30 remote Indigenous communities. Yeah. We've been to so many drug and alcohol programs, youth uh, suicide programs, youth detention centres, uh, homeless, uh, mental health, you know, life education. Uh, we go right around to virtually every kind of not-for-profit organisation. We team up with everybody and we try and lift people's self-esteem by doing that. And, of course, there's some places that we go to where people have never actually had a professional haircut in their life. And they might be 50 or 60 years old and have never had a haircut. And let me tell you, the delight and the joy on these people's faces when they have a nice new style and they just feel so fresh and so excited. I mean, some of them get up and actually physically dance. They're that excited about having their hair cut for the first time. So it appears your haircuts are not just about appearance. They're also 
well, of course, help um, promote uh, general well-being, including, uh, I guess, uh, mental health as well. Yes. So mental health. And look, if you feel good, you feel good, you look good, and then your attitude, your your, your you've got a spring in your step with your as you walk around, you you've got a positive attitude, and the, your self-esteem is raised, your pride. You know, your health, your hygiene, all of these things are all improved when you look and feel good. And also when people are having a haircut, it's not just about a haircut. Uh, there is uh, some interaction, talking, breaking some cycles of loneliness and uh, exchanging and uh, even uh, maybe giving an opportunity to be able to open up and uh, talk about some other issues that may be uh, burdening them and uh, hence uh, alleviate some uh, mental health issues. What I've noticed is that a lot of people sit and talk to their hairdresser or their barber while they're sitting getting their hair done and they, they tend to talk about any issues or problems that they have when they're sitting there. So domestic violence, uh, mental health, it improves all their physical as well as their mental health by having those conversations with their barber. Just getting it off their chest and chatting about things uh, is a real benefit to so many people. You know, the more people who know about this program, the more it spreads wider and wider, more opportunities for people to get on board, uh, for other hairdressers even to come on board and start learning and training uh, the new people in other, even in other states. Uh, in time to come, we're expecting the deadly hair dude will will end up national. Gary Strachan, thank you very much for talking to us today. It's been really a great pleasure and we look forward to talking to you again. Sounds great. Look forward to it. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. 